0: on Local Now, Channel 525.
1: Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Pop the Question again here on a Saturday afternoon. I'm joined by Dr. Joe Skoda. I'm Dr. Lee Popwell, and we are the Popwell Skoda Spine Center, along with Dr. Natasha Pinero, the three of us, and a great staff. And we come on on Saturday afternoons for uh, this purpose, just to discuss chiropractic, answer questions. That's why we call it Pop the Question, and uh, to do so, now what we have you do is go to the website and just pop us a question on email. Uh, docpop.com is the way to find us, D-O-C-P-O-P.com, and if you said, man, I want to remember that, we'll mention that again towards the end. Joe, you help me remember it. We'll drop that website down again for him because uh, this week we, uh, that was used several times where a patient would email us, Uh, email us a question, and uh, even one of them uh, said, you know, a question answered is not enough. I want to come in and and talk with you in person and do a consult, and we do that too. Uh, So that's why we're here on the air, to educate you about chiropractic, obviously to tell you a little about our office and and how we work, and uh, you know, Joe, I was thinking as we were coming over to the studio today that um, that division of labor that we have in our office, the way we've Developed into the how we work. I think it just is such a good advantage. I I am so glad that we have that because uh, sometimes this week there were patients that that took quite a bit of just sit down and sharing and hearing what they had to say, uh, answering questions to them. Something more than just coming in and and having an adjustment, an office visit, which is um, 95% of what happens through the office, is uh, that happens. But we. We have to meet you first as a new patient, and then sometimes we have to re-meet you uh, as an active patient and say, okay, where are we now? And we do that with what we call case managements, and that's part of why uh, you have me here is uh, for ROFs and case managements. And uh, I, I really enjoy that in my semi-retirement. Uh, I've been here practicing chiropractic over 40 years, 25 in Jacksonville, Florida, and then uh, the last of my practice has been here with you joe and um to, uh, this week we got a, an interesting email that was really not about chiropractic uh, i guess in a way uh but um it, ha- it was centered around some of the therapy that we have in the office the massage chair and um that was the first time i think we'd had a question regarding the massage chair but uh, those of you who've never been into our office uh, that is one of the pre-adjustment uh, relaxation uh, therapies we use is uh a uh, pretty uh, fancy massage chair that we've gone through multiple years of, of changes in these massage chairs over the years. And the one we have right now, I actually have one at home. We have four in the office, and uh, patients seem to like them, Joe. Well, Lee, what you're talking
0: about is the, the, the preparation for treatment. And if you're, you're out there, if you've ever been to a different chiropractor, and we recognize that, uh, you know, there's so many folks still – how can you not go outside and drive on the roads and recognize that so many folks are still moving to our area? Um, but so we're getting all these all these people in look used to different things and different kind of chiropractors and looking for new hairdressers and dentists and chiropractors and things like that. And so typically in a chiropractor's office, you can go in and just get an adjustment. You just you know sign in and check in, say hello to the girls. and And then you kind of get in line or go to a room or however it is that they do it. Uh, some chiropractor offices uh, offer massage therapy, which we do. We have two very skilled massage therapists, both of, w- both of whom have been with us for many, many years. Yeah. Um, and they do a great job. Uh, some chiropractic offices do rehab, active rehab, almost like a physical therapist's office. Some do passive therapy. Some do active therapy. And even the passive therapy, massage therapy is considered passive therapy. Uh, there's things like mechanical traction and hydro beds and hot and heat and cold is very simple. Uh, you still see a few of those. You don't see much of that anymore. What's called a hydroculator and a heat pack. And then you've got some of the fancier electronic stuff, uh, you know, uh, uh, cold laser and uh, stimulation and EMS, ultrasound yeah, and, and things like that. So Muscle's in our good. office, we, we tell people we're not going to plug anything in on you. Uh, we're very neuromusculoskeletal. So it's it's hands on. Muscle, bone, adjustment, um, soft tissue work. So the pre-therapy that we have in the office are a couple of tables. So we've got a hydrobed bed for uh, typically that's for older, the older patient. that's a little more arthritis, a little gentler way to warm up and, and get prepared for the adjustment. And then we have three massage tables. And, and if we go hydrobed, bed, a roller table, and then massage chair, those are in order generalist to to more strong and sometimes it's the patient's choice which one do you prefer and sometimes there's a very um clinical reason that we would order one over the other mm-hmm. depending on the patient and and some patients just come in and do get adjusted and they they ask you know is this necessary do i have to do this i'm kind of in a rush and 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 i tell patients look we're we're hirelings you you hire us for your our expertise you hire us for our opinion this is what we recommend. Ultimately, you get to choose uh, if you're going to hire or fire us. Um, but it's I I'd also tell people that uh, when you take that extra step, it's a little bit like if you look at whatever room you're in or maybe your car, if we just slap some new color on the walls in this room that I'm in right now, yeah, a coat or two, it's going to be okay. Um, but if we prime it first, if we do the prep work, if we if we make sure that we pun, you know putty the nail holes and give it a little sanding and then put the primer coat on and then we paint it, we're going to have a much better finished product than if we just cut the corner and, and paint the walls with the final color. And so we, we sometimes that's a very appropriate analogy uh, with the patient that's coming in. Take 10 minutes, 15, loosen, 15, for 10 15. to 15 minutes, yeah. loosen up, allow some of the tension of the day, the stress of the day, the rushing of the day. Uh, the, the roller bed is very clinical. It helps to get inflammation out of the discs, get swelling out of the, the joints, so it allows for a better adjustment. Um, and generally we have a better, um, a better outcome at the end. So that's a, that's a little, we don't usually talk about pre-therapy or, or the, the preparation of the primer to treatment in the office, Lee, but that was a good thing to, to bring up, and, and different chiropractic offices do it differently, and
1: that's the way we do it. Yeah, if you've been to multiple chiropractic offices, you'll see differences in all sorts of things, probably more so than you would from the medical uh, doctor to doctor. Uh, chiropractic has a certain flair uh, depending on the artist that's doing the adjustment too because it is an art uh, and it's something that the longer that we have done it and we're now over 60 years through Papo Scotus Spine Center joined uh, the years of, uh, of our expertise uh, of our profession, uh, it makes a big difference. So Uh, You know, what brought that up really in the beginning of the conversation, uh, as I was thinking about it, was this division of labor in our office. And we do it with our staff. There are certain staffers that are going to do the insurance area or dealing with that. A very fine office manager we have who does that. And then we have your front desk, your backup front desk person who might help in trafficking a patient to where they need to go. But everybody kind of knows what needs to happen for the machine to run Smoothly, and uh, sometimes when you come in, you really want to come in. You know what needs to be done. That you you've been explained what where we're going with this. You come in and get the adjustment. You're in and out in within 30 minutes. Uh, another time though, it's going to involve longer, especially in the right in the beginning. We want to go ahead and get a full history, uh, examination. Uh, X-rays are usually going to be needed, and we're going to be seeing a patient next week. I know that uh, we're not going to need to take films. Uh, he had had them taken elsewhere a couple weeks ago. We don't believe in that kind of repeating. They were standing films, which we want to have in our office, a weight-bearing film. Uh, but everybody does their job. I haven't shot an X-ray. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I shot an X-ray joke. It's always been you doing that because you're doing most of the workup. You were Dr. Pinero. And in my summer retirement, uh, I, I take a little more time with the patient to listen and to answer questions. So that might be a consultation or the report, of finding, but these are all important points that all work well together. And I really, uh, am just so pleased, uh, that they were doing that at the Papal Skoda Spine Center. And people ask me at, at 70 and they say, well, are you retiring? And I say, well, I love people. I love what I do, but Dr. Pinero and Dr. Skoda do most of the work and, uh, allow me to come in and do the, the part of the practice that I love. And then, everybody is happy and that, that works out really well.
0: Well, Leah, it, it, what it, the other thing it does is it allows us to focus on the things that we're good at. And it's, yeah. it's not that you can't adjust. You can, uh, it's not that I can't do reports. I can, it's not that I can't run, um, office meetings or Dr. Panero can't reach out to another office in the area. We, we can all do these things. We just focus on the things that we enjoy and are particularly good at. So, the division of labor is really, it, it speaks to an efficiency and it, and it allows us to be happier with what we do because we, we do less of the things we don't enjoy and more of the things that we do. But then it gets us even more efficient and more effective at those things that we like to do and do all the time. So in the past, uh, you know, this year makes 21 years for me in practice and I've, I've always done the new patients. You don't care for doing the exam and, and the x-rays. You can do those things. You just don't care to. And there's a better better focus of your time. Um, I've tried to abdicate that to um, uh, associates or even examining doctors or or uh, young professionals or young doctors as they've graduated and getting started and they spend some time in our office. And I've never really enjoyed it. I, I letting that go. I enjoy that first visit. It's it's a bit of a puzzle. There's a there's a relationship. It's the first date, if you will. It's when we first took... Get starting to get to know each other uh it is so important to me that after that first visit that the patient knows that we've i've listened and that i understand that uh what hurts and what makes it hurt and how long it's been hurting it's it's real important that the patient feels heard because things i mean look around life is so fast when's the last time you got a, a voicemail we do, t- we do uh, you know, the kids especially doing, I don't even know, we don't do them, but TikToks and snaps and all that stuff is just so quick. Um, but text messaging, we don't pick up voicemails anymore. I even heard somebody the other day, like, text message, their phone automatically spoke the text to them because they were too busy to read it. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Man. I do that. <laughs> we're really, really, no, 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 I'm not talking text to, or voice to text. I mean the opposite. So they got a text and the phone read it to them. Yeah, uh, out loud, and I was like, "Whoa! I didn't know my phone could do that." That works so. in the car, though. You know, well, really yeah, I guess so. I get a
1: text, and I can just push a button and listen to and, it. and Listen the to the text instead. Yeah.
0: But my point is, we're we're super fast. Everything's quick. I mean, you order something on Amazon. I just ordered Tom's natural whitening toothpaste, peppermint. Just this past week. And it's like, you know, you can have that tonight if you want. I'm like, I don't need it that bad. <laughs> like, I mean, it, maybe they it, felt it, you it, did. Maybe you. by Friday. You know, <laughs> if it comes by Friday, I'll be happy. But I don't I don't need it tonight. Is a drone going <laughs> to drop it on my roof? Like, where is it? I don't need it that fast. But it has he- changed so he- much. Health care has gotten that way, too. And, you know, it is a business. Health care is a business. We have to pay bills and doctors have to keep the lights on and pay the staff and feed their kids. Um, And there's, of course, there's a pressure between what's in what the market will bear and insurances will pay and then time. And as the as the pressure comes down or I guess the pressure goes up technically as the price comes down from the insurance companies, then that's got to be made up somehow. So generally it's made up in speed. So you you start to you start to move quicker through the patients. And and we don't want to do that. You know, if it's a maintenance patient, it's easy. Great. If somebody needs some time, we want to be able to give that to them as well. And that's one of the ways that we mitigate some of those modern-day speed and um, reimbursement pressures is by dividing up the labor in the office. Now, in our office, Dr. Panera and I split those duties. We're both treating docs and we're both examining doctors. Uh, but, Lee, like you said, I've I've tried to give that up totally in the past, and I just don't care for it. I miss so much that's, of yeah. that first relationship, that first building opportunity with the patient And we want to take that time, that 45 to 50 minutes or so, hour if it's complicated, uh, to do that consult, uh, ask questions. Um, do the exam take the x-rays and then we let them go and in, in preparation for their second visit with you and that's when we say that the first visit they learn or we learn about the patient mm-hmm. and then the second visit the patient gets to learn about the patient
1: well you said the first date joe and that, yeah, that kind of made me smile well kind of uh, i it's more the sherlock holmes than you i think it's more like cp uh see what's the show on on television the CSI. You're like the CSI guy. You know, you're investigating, and that's the way a doctor is. Uh, the person comes in. You know, you never can have effective treatment unless you have effective diagnosis of the case, and that takes that takes time. And everybody listening to this program right now has been through the change over the last ten years or so. In in. Physicians' offices to where you may not even see the doctor. I had a patient come in today. They spoke to me about it. Well, I go to the doctor and they mention his name, but I never see him. I always will see the nurse practitioner or the paraprofessional, and, uh, and, and they're satisfied with that. They've come to, you know, and there was, there was a time in life when, no, you wouldn't be satisfied with that. You went to see the doctor, you saw the doctor, but it's part of what you're mentioning right here. It's the changes. Uh, these doctors are under pressure to, to move quicker and so forth. So, you know, I'm very satisfied with what we've come up with at the office. And so I'm glad we got to talk about it. We weren't originally going to go into this area, but I'm glad we're mentioning it because I we had a guy this week come in, and he said the reason I came in is I heard the program and I listened to what you were talking about, and it just helped me to get to know more like how you guys think, and that's what I wanted to have uh, as a person to analyze this case. And interestingly enough, his case will probably – receive chiropractic care but we're probably going to send him to someone actually closer to our to to us he heard us from quite a distance and came and uh i said to him i said well you know what i know a doctor in your area is a good chiropractic physician would you rather treat with him after we work this up and and figure out if this is truly a chiropractic case if it is we can send you to him and he said would you do that and i said sure that's what we Tell people on the air. I know we, we've been doing that for many years still. Mm-hmm. about You talk about the footprint of the, of this radio station.
0: It's, it, it goes a long, long way. And uh, with Gatsby and what it is, people want to drive less far, and we don't blame them for that. So we do get those emails uh, regularly. Uh, I wouldn't say every day, but we get them regularly. Like, heard your program, heard you talking about migraines, heard you talking about whiplash, heard you talking about whatever. And uh, I, I think that could be helpful to me. And uh, do you know somebody in my area? You know, in Boone and Hendersonville and over towards Columbia. And we reach far and wide with this program. And we're glad to point to people that we know in those areas uh, to uh, if, if we feel like it's appropriate for what you're describing to us. And, Lee, you, you described this gentleman came to us a little bit older in life. He's uh, more on the retirement side like yourself, but looking for quality of life. You know, he's not having to, to pull 40 in a week anymore or sit in front of a computer. But, you know, he's not moving the way that he did. He's in a bit of pain and he wants to enjoy these later years. Yeah, and, they said he and had
1: three acres and there's lots to do. There's lots so. to do, <laughs> keeping him
0: active. And we have a patient that's a, an engineer that bought a small farm uh, not far from his home. And he, that's what his hobby is. He does that with his kids. And I learned something the other day that asparagus takes two or three years to grow. I didn't realize that. To harvest. Maybe it's to harvest. So. I knew pineapples took that long. From a first planting to first fruit takes a long, long time.
1: That's going to make me appreciate asparagus more. But
0: Asparagus, yeah, it takes a long time. But then I also learned that it just keeps growing. Like you don't, you don't have to replant it. It just keeps growing. You cut them off once in a while, and you get asparagus. So wow, that's interesting. I, I, that and that little thing. Who cares about asparagus, right? I mean, it's. I mean, I'm going to move on, and my <laughs> life's not going to change. And I'll, I'll eat it and think about it, but. That's actually one of my favorite things in practice, it, besides helping people with our bare hands, and because that's what a chiropractor does. We help people with our hands. Um, again, I mentioned 20 minutes or 15 minutes ago that different ones of us do it different ways, and there are different techniques. But in our office, we're hands-on, the good old-fashioned hands-on adjustment. We'll use some drop tables, or there's a light instrument when it's necessary. And then, of course, we do active release in the, ta- in the office. We've showcased that many, many times on the program. Very special soft tissue work, and the combination is just fantastic. Uh, it's not magic. It doesn't work for everybody, uh, but a large percent of our patients get either well or significantly better to the point that they're happy and increased of daily living. But besides that, besides taking away tension headaches and sciatica and helping folks farm their, uh, farm their land without pain or play with their kids or their wife doesn't have to put their socks and shoes on anymore because he can't bend over, just learning different things and what people do their hobbies and what makes their families tick and yeah, their jobs. It. And, you know, Hey, you got that promotion. You get to celebrate with them. Had a gentleman today. I haven't seen him in years. He moved away a long time ago. Knew he was a patient years ago. I know you're uh, about. Not today. I'm sorry. Uh, this past week. Mm-hmm. And, um, he was in town for a funeral. So he had a chance to give him a hug and say, sorry for your loss. And, uh, you know, as a believer, we know that we're going to see that person again. And, and to encourage him a little bit. And so we, we celebrate and we mourn and we share, you know, celebrate each other's victories and bear each other's burdens and, and just love on people. And that's that's my favorite thing about practice.
1: I right? caught him in the yeah. hall, too, as he was leaving, Joe. And yeah. it had been a while since he had been in because he is. Uh, but I started that
0: rabbit trail by saying, you know, this <laughs> Good particular patient uh, is in a certain period of life. But we see patients all over the place. We've mm-hmm. seen some young athletes late, uh, lately. Lately. Um, 16, 15 to 18 years old, uh, from pretty intense athletes too. And we always have to be careful, you know, the, the prognosis or the diagnosis for a regular adolescent person, um, not an, not an elite athlete, generally children, adolescents, they respond very, very quickly. They're still, still made out of silly putty and rubber bands. They don't have the stresses of life that, that adults do. Um, they still have human growth hormone coursing through their bodies it's almost like the fountain of youth, and they generally do well very quickly. And we need to be careful when we have a young athlete in the office, especially one that's playing at a high level or multiple la- levels of, uh, or teams of club ball and things like that. And it, it, that's across the board. doesn't matter if that's basketball, soccer, cheer, um, baseball, that we need to measure our uh, prognosis or our, our recommendation based on not only the age and the relative health, but also on their activity levels as well. So we've had some adolescent athletes in lately that very intense playing varsity at a young age, uh, multiple teams, and they're taking a little longer to fix and to heal than your average adolescent. So in one respect, based on their age, it's kind of like they're behind. But then when you factor in um, their athletic activity and their athletic prowess, it's like, wait a minute. No, no, we're right where we want to be. Because as we're pushing on the gas or the brake, they're still pushing on the gas hard. And I'll just take a minute here to if you're a parent, you've got a, an athlete <clears throat> or you've got a, a child athlete, a teenage athlete. It, it would be it's worth mentioning that it's for us to remember that our children, their primary physical job is to grow into adults, Um Obviously, we want to educate them and help them stand on their own two feet and earn a living and support a family and all that. But physically, physiologically, their primary job through adolescence and then into young adulthood is to grow into a fully functional, healthy, reproductive human being, uh, male or female. And when we put so much pressure on them during those years in terms of sports, it, it can really... Um, I'm not going to say stunt their growth. Of course, that's the old thing with, with heavy weights and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and that is true. However, they can get run down real quick, especially as they're having growth spurts and you know, an adolescent woman starts to deal with her cycle and the boys, the testosterone surges. First of all, they're, we're all stupid when that happens. I was too. So we do some pretty crazy things like, hey, y'all watch this, jumping off the house into the pool, and it's amazing more of us don't die in our teenage years, guys, or building ramps and jumping off. So we've got those regular things that we do. But when a kid plays ball year-round, once upon a time, we used to play you know, football in the fall, baseball in the spring. We had the summers off. We did it again. Now it's year-round. And so what we've seen over the last decade, two decades, is that college injuries now, I'm sorry, uh, pro injuries Are now we're starting to see those in college and college injuries, whether it be an elbow or a knee or a shoulder, we're starting to see those in high school and high school injuries. You get the idea. We're starting to see those in middle school. So be careful about how much your kids are playing. Sometimes they need to just have a week off um, and heal. Sometimes they need more. Uh, Do you really need that fourth, um, you know, travel team is three enough? So just be mindful of that. Everybody's a different case, but it is possible to play a child out before they reach their full potential in the pursuit of that full potential. So uh, we have had some of that in the office here lately. And then, Lee, we've had everything in between. We've had some, uh, you know a full-time server get in a car accident. Uh, believe it or not, in a ride share. You know, that, that creates an interesting uh, situation oh, uh-huh. in terms of insurance and liability. Yeah. And then we had someone else who was uh, a patient that's been a maintenance patient for a while, uh, maybe middle age, a little, little higher than middle age. They were at a pulling out of, like, a Walmart. I don't think it was Walmart, but think Walmart and Taylor's, that parking lot waiting to turn. And somebody turned in and just totally misjudged it. And so they were at this. The patient Ouch. was at stop. And as the other person turned into the parking lot, just literally just ran right down the side of the car, almost like a big wheeler on the side. Mm-hmm. And so that created a, a bit of a whiplash. Um, we have a gentleman that's uh, college admissions, so desk job and dealing with neck and shoulder pain uh, from computer work. Uh, we even had a We even had a referral from the VA uh, this past mm-hmm. week. So mm-hmm. we take them from child all the way up to Grandma and grandpa and everybody in between car accidents and crossfitters and uh, desk desk workers and i t people and um, people that hurt themselves raking too many leaves on the weekends so <laughs> and we enjoy every single one of them but that that VA case was interesting and I'll let you you did a report this past week I'll let you speak on that for uh, for a minute or two here
1: yeah I think that's a change since my career began certainly uh, that would not have happened when I was first starting out in practice but the government has seen uh, and chiropractic has waged a hard battle uh, against some of the prejudice against chiropractic and and they have had a lot of facts that they've brought in and studies and so forth and they've gotten the military to uh, start to consider that okay yeah we need chiropractic on the base or we need to be able to take this veteran and uh, send them to some chiropractic care and that was the case here she had done I think nine years in the Navy and um So that was an interesting case. I was glad to see that. That would not have happened 10 years ago. And I look forward to the follow-up as we uh, move along with her care when I will talk to her physician and explain to uh, him or her about uh, the progress and what uh, we would need uh, in further referral if if needed. Uh, That's something, you know, as we wax on philosophically here on the program today, Joe, uh, it's. I think it's good, this chance, if somebody said, what was the program about today? It'd be really hard to pin it down because we've been all over the place. But I think what we're trying to do is give, give you a picture of chiropractic today and chiropractic in our office, what that looks like. And uh, that's why we take the time to come on the air and, and share with you like this. But we don't want to, as we're winding down with a couple of minutes left here, we don't want to stop uh, with the idea of pop the question. We want to hear your questions, and uh, uh, that can easily be done by email. sometimes Some people will call our office, too. We'll have that happen. Say, so, you know, I've heard the show. I wonder if the doctor could uh, uh, tell me, if, if or, or the staffer can sometimes tell them, too, do you work with blank? Uh, do you handle this sort of thing? But uh, don't mind being personal in, in an email. And, to Lee, the, the girls have gotten very good at, at
0: answering the simpler things. Yeah. But if, if the patient gets in the weeds a little bit, and I don't mean that you talk too much. I mean, it's just a little more complicated than what the staff can handle. Mm-hmm. They're very good at saying, well, can I take your name and number and let me run this by either doctors, one of the doctors. I'm so used to saying Dr. Spopla or Skoda, but we have Dr. Panero as well. And, and one of us will get on the phone and call you back. And we do that several times a week.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's easy for us to return an email, of course, but. A lot of times that's really more practical, and we don't mind taking that phone call. We may not call you the day you sent the email, but we'll get back. And that is a promise. We'll get back in one way or another, uh, even if it's just an email back or someone from the staff calls back with an answer that you were asking about. But that's why it's Pop the Question. We, we do invite you to do that. And remember, our website is docpop.com, D O C P O P.com. It has been and always will be that. We're not going to let anybody get Doc Pop out. From, Somebody uh, tried to buy it from us yeah, years ago. Yeah, They did. They were popcorn place was going to call yeah. their popcorn Doc Pop, and they <laughs> wanted it. They didn't give us enough money for it. <laughs> they didn't offer us enough money. <laughs> they actually changed their name a little bit of their popcorn. So, and they and they got their own website that they were after. So yeah, we wouldn't we wouldn't give it up. So. When you got the name Popwell and you're a chiropractor, you, you do want to kind of use that a little bit every once in a while. Now, you should remember my name now because of, of relating to what I do. Well, we want to thank you for joining us today. It's been reflective. Uh, Joe and I just sometimes will rattle on, and that's kind of the way we are uh, in the office. We're, uh, we hold hands in what we do. So we hope you'll try us sometime if you're thinking of chiropractic care or if you want a chiropractor in your area, you call us, and uh, we'll try to help you out there, too. So join us next week. We'll be back for another edition of Pop the Question.